you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, I'm Crystal Knight and welcome back to the show brought to you by Newsweek. Happy New Year. It's 2023 and... The first week of January has already been historic in political years. The first week of January, after the midterm elections, the Speaker of the House is normally sworn in so that he or she can swear in new, newly elected uh, members of Congress or re-elected members of Congress. However, 2023 is historic because it took the House literally four days, four days and nights to elect a new Speaker of the House. The new Speaker of the House is Representative Kevin McCarthy of California. And while many already expected him to be the Speaker of the House based upon his status within the party and the Republicans winning a slight majority in the midterm elections, the journey to getting enough votes to win was absolutely wild and crazy. And I mean every minute of it. It took Kevin McCarthy 15 rounds of voting to finally win Speaker of the House. This is something that hasn't happened literally in 100 years. We've never seen this many ballots have to be pulled or have to be cast by members of of the House in order for a speaker to be chosen. This process started on Tuesday And there were about 20 defectors who were holding out because they did not want Kevin McCarthy to be speaker. They wanted him to make concessions. They wanted someone else. There were nominations for other people like Jim Jordan, the representative of Ohio, Byron Donalds, the representative from Florida. People even nominated Donald Trump because little do people know you don't have to be an elected member of the Congress to actually serve as Speaker of the House. So you could literally nominate anyone. But what was so fascinating about this process is truly how messy the Republicans are. The Republicans have always stated that they're the party of unity. They're the party who's able to get things done. They were so ready to become, you know, the leaders of the House because they were tired of Democratic rule under the first two years in the Biden administration. But what this week showed, that they are weaker than they appear. They are less united than they actually appear. The fact that they could not build consensus, it took four days and a night because they did not get Kevin McCarthy sworn in until almost 2 a.m. Friday, Saturday morning. It just shows how they're really not as unified as they've been saying. And what it also signifies is how Kevin McCarthy is coming into this into the seat, into this position weakened. He is weakened by the process of having to vote, 
having to have, you know, members of Congress cast ballots 15 times. The other ironic thing is that it could have been Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic leader. All the votes, Hakeem Jeffries received 212 ballots, Democratic ballots that were cast for him to become Speaker of the House. Well, we already know Republicans would never vote for a Democrat to become Speaker of the House, not in this polarized America that we're living in right now. And so it was interesting that Hakeem Jeffries, the representative from Florida, excuse me, the representative from New York, the Bronx specifically, was able over and over after every single ballot to maintain the 212 Democratic votes that, that you know, you need to move forward. However, he was short of the 218 threshold that was needed to become speaker. But also Kevin McCarthy was, too. He was only getting 200 or 210 or 212 or 214. And there were concessions that were beginning to be made that if House Republicans could just vote present, then they wouldn't have to go through this long process of trying to get to 218 votes. But what we saw were members of the Republican Party calling out Kevin McCarthy, calling him a part of the swamp which is so interesting. That's something that Donald Trump loved to do and has done in the past. But the thing that I really want to talk about is what are the Democrats doing and what will they do with this process that just happened? I hope that the leaders of the Democratic Party, I hope that Hakeem Jeffries and the DNC, for that matter, will use this week to build Democratic power. How can we build democratic power after something that was so sloppy and raggedy and messy as the House Speaker vote, you ask? Well, I mean, you can run ads reminding the American public that these are the people who are about to take office and run the country. While we did not have a Speaker of the House, members of Congress were not sworn in. Committee assignments were not assigned, meaning all of the committees that happened at the House level, they did not meet. They were not able to push legislation forward. We talked about the budget at the end of the year, raising the debt ceiling, making sure that the government doesn't go into a shutdown. All of those discussions, they didn't happen. They could not happen because we did not have committee assignments and we did not have a Speaker of the House to you know, preside over those things. So, so many things that could have been done in this first week of the new year. It simply went undone because the House Republicans could not decide on a Speaker of the House. And so I hope that the Democratic Party, I hope that our leaders watch this mess take place and they're building ads, meaning they're building messaging so that we can continue messaging to our voters, to our base about how Democratic rule, how Democratic leaders, we really do have it together. And I make no mistake in saying that we have it much more together than that. Typically, when you're going up for a vote, you want to whip your votes. You want to count your votes so that you know they're there before the voting starts. To be embarrassed 14 times is literally wild and crazy. To go before, to to call members on the floor 14 times and not have the votes, to have to beg Matthew Gates of all people to help you become the Speaker of the House, 
Kevin McCarthy is sad. It's sad. But you know what will be sadder is if Democrats don't capitalize off of what just happened. If we were not able to negotiate some of our own concessions, Republicans did a lot of negotiations, backdoor late night, trying to get Kevin McCarthy to move um, really towards more of his MAGA extreme members of the party. And what's so interesting about what happened, many of the people, many of the holdouts were people who were election deniers, people who did not, you know, believe that Joe Biden was the rightful president. And even on a day like January the 6th, because the vote technically happened on January the 6th, 2023, two years after the failed insurrection, isn't it ironic that the same people who were saying Joe Biden did not win, Donald Trump won, were the same people who were literally trying to hold up this vote for Kevin McCarthy. And it's really just a taste of his own medicine. Because Kevin McCarthy, too, was an, was an election denier. He gave that, that narrative juice. He gave that narrative power by stating that he really believed Donald Trump was the president. He also gave that narrative power by flying to Mar-a-Lago, you know, weeks after the insurrection and standing with Donald Trump and endorsing him by way of his presence being there. And so, again, I say to our Democratic brothers and sisters, our leaders, what are we doing? What will we do to capitalize on this moment? How will the DNC run messaging right now? Are we running ads? Are we running, you know, polling to see how do Americans feel right now at the top of the at the top of the year after this new House majority has has come in and taken place? That is the question for me. That is the question because every day this entire week, the American public has been vulnerable because we have not had a Speaker of the House. So as we move into the future, does McCarthy give our allies and our adversaries any solace that there will be strength coming out of his leadership? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that, you know, there are holes in his leadership and we've seen it already. And so I just hope that Kevin McCarthy and Hakeem Jeffries are able to work together. I don't know if they will be, but at least Hakeem Jeffries will be able to make a powerful statement about where this country is headed. Ultimately, we don't know what the House Republicans under leader Kevin McCarthy will do. But what we do know is it's likely to be a wild ride. And I'm hopeful that Hakeem Jeffries and the Democratic leadership at the DNC and President Biden have a message and a plan because the American people deserve stability under Democratic rule. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back next week with another amazing and exciting episode. Happy New Year. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.